0: You're listening to AGRR Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update, The Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. And now I'll turn it over to Tara Tafra, Editorial Director of AGRR Magazine, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest.
1: Yes, thanks, Chris. Um, We realize this might be a little bit of a surprise for you that AGRR now has a podcast. Um, This is something that we've already been planning, uh, but due to the severity and urgency of the coronavirus, we recently decided that now was the time to get started to keep everyone informed as this changes so rapidly. Uh, We're planning to deliver new episodes on every Monday and Wednesday as we strive to keep you on top of the latest news as it relates to the auto glass repair and replacement industry. For this episode, our guest is David Leach, the Chief Operating Officer of Don's Mobile Glass, a full-service glass company with locations in the California area that provide everything from auto, home, and commercial repair. Uh, David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Um, let's just get right into it. So I spoke to you last Friday for a story for Glass Bites, um after California had announced the state was on lockdown except essential employees. Um, So so to our listeners out there, you can find that article on glassbites.com. So auto glass businesses fall under auto repair. So auto glass businesses like yours can still work, um, even in California. Now, last Friday, you told me that business was still busy. Is that still the case today? Or are individuals starting to pull back as this continues to
0: evolve? Uh, What we're seeing is uh, the auto glass business is becoming more spotty. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was an initial surge to get things done, um, followed by a wait and see at this point. And so we're seeing the auto glass business fall off and it's much more volatile right now. Um, the residential business, the, uh, commercial repair business, things like that, those are still going pretty well. Uh, door closers, storefront stuff, uh, replacement parts, a lot of some home stuff as well, um, which kind of makes sense because I think people are, uh, take care of their house.
1: Right. Um, so, I mean, when you and I talked last week, one of the things that really struck me that you had told me that in your 35 years or so in business, you've never encountered a situation that changes so much minute by minute. Like this one does, and you've been through a lot of things, 9, 11, the, you know, the recession, um, so, can you explain that a little more for our listeners, and just some of the things that your company is grappling with, and then we'll get into some of those in a little more detail.
0: Uh, sure. The first, the first thing that you immediately have a hard time getting your head around is you're facing what could kill your company situation. Right. I mean, instantly. It's uh, it's not like a recession where it's drawn out. Glide path down where you have to make moves. You have some time to make decisions. You have things like that This is a one day. It's more or less normal and the next day. It's not and You start having very difficult conversations about okay, how do we survive this and? um, Because that time frame is so focused what you find is okay, we move into a disaster mode and you start making decisions uh, based on the available information you have Um, you err on the side of expediency because Mm -hmm. you have to right and you really have to focus everything the the time frame the compression of the time frame is just so massive from a comparison standpoint um, I've been through a lot of hailstorms both in smaller businesses and large businesses and Mm -hmm. You know, that's learning how to instantly turn your business into something 15 times bigger for a short period of time. This is almost the exact opposite of that.
1: Right. And you're talking about how companies are figuring out how to survive. So tell us what your company has done so far to ensure that that happens by the end of this, that, you know, your company is still here. Tell us what you're doing.
0: Well, the first the first thing we did was put moves in place for employee safety. I mean, that's the first thing. You gotta, you've gotta got to take care of your people. And by doing that, we took a look at all available information, made sure we had safety precautions in place for people to the degree practical possible based on everything that we had. Um, we instantly shored up our sick program. And there's a lot of things happening simultaneously. So... You know, uh, California has mandated sick leave. So, in the very short term, most or everybody had, you know, if they get sick, they can go home. Uh, but what we found is okay, we're, if anybody's sick, if we think somebody's sick, we have to send them home, both for their own protection and for everybody else's protection. And also, uh, you see a little bit of people getting a little nervous if somebody's coughing next to them, right? Right. Or right. just everyday common coughs. Uh, so that led to the whole social distancing setup. It that led to making sure that the texts are gloved up, making sure that we're wiping surfaces, making sure that we're not having extended contact with anybody um, looking at some of our At risk employees, uh, either older or health compromised or something, and trying to find ways for them to work from home. We're not a work from home type business. Right, of course. But in some cases, we've been able to do that. We've found ways to extend what their PTO is or do something with that. So it's take care of your people first. You have to Mm -hmm. do that. And that's an ongoing process. Simultaneously, we have to do things to figure out how to stay up to date on all of the programs that are coming out because they're as far as the state goes the state unemployment stuff uh for people that go out on leave of any kind has changed uh the first pass on the federal legislation actually the second but the uh, the uh Mandatory sick leave, that type thing. Understanding that, understanding what our obligations are under that, as well as learning how to leverage that, get set up for it uh, within our systems. We're not a we're not a, a large business. We're not a. I mean, I guess we classify as a small business, but uh, you know, we've got 150 employees. We've got we fit a lot of categories as far as the federal stuff goes. So. You know, making sure that we have the appropriate pay types, making sure we know how they work to the degree possible, because there's a lack of clarity on everything right now.
1: Right, right. So
0: staying out in front of that.
1: And. That's one of the things that you and I had talked about, because I know you're very active. You're the moderator for one of the industry Facebook groups. So you're always, you know, talking to other um, auto glass companies out there. And one of the things that you had said is that you're giving them advice, talking about how important it is for them to keep up on all these regulations. And it is hard for them to do that. There's so many things out there. It all depends on your states. But um, that's something that you think is very important, right, that you're talking to people about just keeping up with all of this?
0: Absolutely, especially um, for the people that maybe don't have to spend as much time on that, right? That they, they don't necessarily have the resources to understand all the state stuff or all of the, the rules or the benefits that may apply, Um California has some programs, as well as most states, I'm sure, have programs that um, may impact sole proprietors, may impact really small businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, It might be a benefit. It might be an option. Um, I was reading last night somewhere about... Unemployment benefits related to disaster for small business and by small business, I mean, you know, sole proprietor or an individual. And there is no clarity on that, even in California right now. But that's something that may exist in other states, et cetera. So it's worth looking and seeing what is going on, because I, if there's one thing that is actually Um, it's not a positive, I don't even know how to describe it, but the fact that everybody is impacted means there perhaps is more opportunity for everybody to get some sort of assistance to get through this because the last thing anybody wants is to shrink up the business base to a point where it can't come back.
1: Right. Right. And that's what I mean, we're covering this for all different kinds of industries. And that's what I was just listening to something this morning on the window film side and all these, you know, small business owners were talking about how they just need to put things into place now that their employees have a business to come back to. You know, they care about their employees and they want to make sure that they're doing everything they can do that by the end of this, um, you know, there's businesses that they can come back to and people can keep working. So, yeah, very important
0: the The simultaneous nature of all this stuff is uh, is pretty is what's overwhelming about it to a certain degree. So at the same time, you're doing all that, you're watching your sales, you're watching your phone calls, you're watching your inbound uh, electronic traffic, to make sure that you've got business right. Find out what you can do or what what you're able to do, and you know we watch and make sure that we have enough volume to stay going the way we're going and for everybody's protection, we have to adjust when the business adjusts and finding the way to do that that causes the least amount of impact to our employees is kind of where we're at with that. Right. And that's changing daily. Right. The Hopefully they pass uh, the bill today and yeah, that's I mean, going to have some impact. There's a whole process that goes with that is figuring out how it applies and how it works and what the mechanics are of all of these different things and staying up to date with it, et cetera, and what it means to our employees. So if we have to reduce hours, if we have to do furloughs, if we have to do anything like that, what way can we do that to create the least amount of impact to our employees and enable us to come back when the business comes back? Because it will. It's going to come back, and I think it's going to snap back hard. I really do.
1: Good. Unless you have anything else, I think that's actually a really good place to end because we really like to end these on a positive note. These are really trying times, but is there anything else you want to add on that note?
0: The overwhelming, the overriding thing right now is to be safe, and let's get through this um, because the business is going to be there when we get through it.
1: Great. Yes, everyone has to remember that, and we just thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. To all our listeners, we will be back here next Monday. Be sure to look to glassbites.com daily for the latest updates.